Welcome back to Late Night Cage Fight. This is technically our first episode of Season 4. If you haven't noticed, we have not been as active lately on the channel. We are going to be kind of uh, reeling back a bit and changing the format of Late Night Cage Fight. We do want to continue producing content because this is the cage verse we're talking about and Nicolas Cage never dies in our hearts and in our minds. And also the fact that he is continuing to do some very interesting projects in the near future. So why would we kill late night cage fight? That's just not good for anybody, right, Sean? Exactly. That's you know, we need to keep the cage first going and spreading the gospel of our great lord Nicholas Cage. Thank you. And Sean is was one of our uh our best prayer warriors here in the cage verse, and I appreciate you coming by. I am a certified cage paladin. Oh my god, you really did get a promotion. Good for you. After you've seen uh, Season of the Witch over 100,000 times, mm-hmm. then uh, the title is officially bestowed upon you from the Council of Cages. Yeah, that should be watched every October, Season of the Witch. One of the best witch films featuring virtually zero witches. Um, but Nick Cage is in it and kicks some demon ass. We also did a season of the witch episode, so go ahead and listen to that. This, uh, Halloween season. Maybe we should do something cool for Halloween. We actually haven't talked about it. But today... Maybe I can finally watch Ghost Rider, because as a massive Marvel fan, it's kind of weird I have never seen those. I haven't either. (laughs) That's an idea. That's an idea, Sean. Well, tonight we're talking about Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans from 2009. Uh, Pretty epic. Rolls right off the tongue. Doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, We thought this was a remake. It's actually technically not a remake. It's kind of like a reworking of uh, another film called Bad Lieutenant from 1992 starring Harvey Keitel. I don't think the other one was New Orleans, but this takes place in New Orleans, and he's not a very good detective. He is good, but he's got some he's got some drug issues, some gambling issues. He probably should not be uh, a working detective, especially in a post-Katrina New Orleans time where it's easy to take advantage of folks. He's just all around not he, a good guy. He he probably should not. Uh, have a residence near a a school uh, <laughs> no. after some of what he does in the movie. Um, yeah, and interesting. Interestingly, this was directed by Werner Herzog, which was a surprise. Uh, stars Nicolas Cage, Eva Mendez, Val Kilmer, 
plays um, another detective exhibit, is in this as a gangster. We have uh, Firuza Balk. I don't... I recognize her from other films, but... Um, yeah, she plays Heidi, a motorcycle cop, right? Or am I confusing mm-hmm. her with the Silent Hill movie? <laughs> I bring up Silent Hill in, in like every episode. I just have to, I guess. Is is that Stifler's mom that's also in this movie? <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge plays Genevieve, uh, the uh, an aggrieved girlfriend. Denzel Washington. No. No. You're thinking Denzel Whitaker? Denzel Whitaker, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I can't read. Wow. I'm I'm actually illiterate. They you know, they should have done like a like a bad lieutenant uh training day crossover. That would have been epic. <laughs> Nick Cage and uh Denzel. Oh man. But no, instead we get something mm, not quite as impactful but you do get to see nick cage completely unhinged which is the point of the bad lieutenant to see him lose control of himself as as he descends into uh drug use and police brutality like raping people even it's it's always a treat it's always a treat to have to say that (laughs) what's that (laughs) And and raping people and making their partners watch. Oh yeah. Well, uh, of course. You know, so, something that uh, cops never do. Of course. No. I mean, I've never seen him. It's a. I describe this movie kind of like leaving Las Vegas, but with a with a career. <laughs> That's right. He leaves his job at the beginning of leaving Las Vegas. It's also somehow not as depressing. Right? I mean... Surprisingly. Yeah. Although it does seem to have kind of like an equal amount of uh, messed up shit in it. Yeah. Um, but it also... It, it, it does drag. We say this a lot in our reviews, but I did feel like the plot gets um, boring, kind of bogged down. And it, it opens with... Um, it's a murder case in New Orleans, and he's the lead detective put on the job, right? He's uh, just got a promotion to lieutenant. And then this family, his entire family is murdered over some kind of drug deal gone wrong, we assume. And Terrence McDonough is uh, Nick Cage's character. He's in charge of the investigation. But you find out that Eva Mendez is his girlfriend, who also happens to be, like, um, really into drugs and a hooker. And, yeah, it just it just gets nuts. What did you think about it? Yeah. This, I've seen this movie probably three or four times. I don't know if I've ever really watched it with complete attention on uh, trying to remember everything that's happening <laughs> in it. Um, because it's like, you watch it the first time and you realize, there's a couple good scenes. But a lot of yeah, it's just it's, like meandering. Yeah, I mean it. It really is uh, just another cage movie where he is just playing kind of a piece of shit. Uh, you know, right? 
dude that's just kind of going crazy, doing whatever the fuck he wants, and, you know, doesn't really care about hurting people near him or... Yeah. You know. Yeah, um... I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Well, was it what you expected? It it was pretty much what I expected going into this. I mean... I I definitely thought that, you know, he did pretty good in this movie. I thought that the supporting cast was pretty pretty solid overall. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. it did drag, like you said, towards the end a bit. But I thought overall, for the most part, it was pretty, um, you know, it it was paced relatively well. Okay. Well, now, as our resident New Orleans specialist, Sean, did, did it feel like this was new orleans to you i definitely i definitely think that it it had that new orleans flavor to it especially Mm. you know a lot of the scenes i mean were filmed there obviously or i mean i'm assuming they weren't sets or anything but Mm. um you know and it was kind of interesting uh placing it in that post katrina new orleans because you know that that was a really big issue there at the time and i'm sure that it really caused a lot of additional crime to happen there mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i i just i continue to find it interesting just how many cage films take place in new orleans i mean right. with it being you know one of my favorite places to visit um mm-hmm. you know i'm always delighted to be reminded of uh of my time there yeah well, you know, the character that stuck out to me, who doesn't have a whole lot of screen time, was actually Val Kilmer's character, Stevie mm-hmm. Pruitt. And I, I, it's just weird seeing Val Kilmer and Nicolas Cage in a scene together, for some reason, for me, at least. Um, mm-hmm. But Val Kilmer did his thing, and I thought that he was good. Um, but he was a side character, so... Had to yeah. leave him and go back to Nicolas Cage. Uh, gone wild, so to speak. I uh, do like the, the scene at the beginning that kind of sets the stage for his behavior. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, the scene at the beginning where they're trying to arrest some guy. I forget why, but... Uh, and he's stuck in this rising water. Right. And he he's asking for them to pull him out of the water and Nicolas Cage is just like oh I don't want to fuck up my clothes and yeah <laughs> but he does end up going in and getting him right so maybe he's not all bad yeah yeah you start to to question maybe he is a good guy at mm-hmm. heart but as the uh, film progresses the, you, you kind of question that um, <laughs> often <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he gets into all, he gets into cocaine. It's a big thing for he and his girlfriend. Um, I feel like if you are a, a a real thriller mystery fan, this movie kind of uh, it, it goes overboard, so to speak. Like it goes yeah. off the rails in terms of evidence and trying to fit the pieces together because. Nicolas Cage's character is going off the rails, and instead of focusing on the case, he wants to steal drugs from the evidence room and, um, yeah, like we said, sexually assault people at night. Uh, 
I, for me, I started to question what his true motivations were. Was it just he just wanted to get blasted for as long as possible? Yeah, because it's like eventually you have to do your job. Right. Yeah. And then wondering you, you, if that's just a commentary on police officers in general. Sure. And you can also question, was it just the, the scenario of being post-Katrina that enabled all of these people, especially police, to become corrupt? Um, or was it just that this guy, Terrence McDonough, that's just how, this is just who he was. A self-destructive asshole who let um, power get to him. Yeah, I mean, they tor- towards the middle of the movie, they they really go into where he really starts to lose it, and he's uh, hallucinating. Yeah. Starts seeing, wasn't it like a like an iguana? Yeah, or a, the iguanas. So whenever you hear yeah. whenever you hear Cage Fighter Steve mention iguanas, it's from this film, because <laughs> when we watch this the first couple times that's that's what we remember we remember the iguanas and rem- and we remember the uh oxygen tank scene with the old lady right yeah he's he's trying to find the grandson of this woman and she is a caretaker for this rich old lady in a care home and and there's a scene where uh he he removes the lady's oxygen um kind of like taking her hostage for the caretaker to to give him uh, info and it's like a really it's an intense one because the woman is suffocating yeah and it's Nick Cage yeah, was... you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah the both scenes in the uh, nursing home were pretty uh, pretty shocking yeah yeah there's some shock factor right yeah and I'm pretty sure that the directors put a camera on top of a on top of a crocodile at some point. Right? <laughs> and just let it walk. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, like spoilers, we find out that Exhibit's character, Big Fate, he's like kind of a, a mob boss, right? Um, he's the one in the end that was responsible for this murder. You remember that? Yeah. And Nick Cage, at that point of the, of the film, this is pretty close to the end, but he's like, well, that's cool. I just uh, I just want to join up with you. Let's become a team. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the movie just does like a complete 180 by the end. You know, that's what I'm saying. If you're a mystery fan, you're going to be um, disappointed in this one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, at that point, he already, you know, got his uh, gun taken away and everything. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Typical, uh, give me your badge and your gun. Yeah. This movie also had kind of a, like a low budget feel to it. Don't you think? Yeah, I could see that. Let's see. I don't know what the budget was. I know that the, um, the director of the original Bad Lieutenant was not very happy about, uh, you know, them making a... I, I know we said it's not really a remake, mm. but, you know, a, kind of a sequel slash remake. Well, but, why not, Sean? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, eight, 
I don't know if I'm saying this right, but a- Abel Ferreira okay. uh, was the director of the original, uh, the original Bad Lieutenant from 1992. Yeah, and he was quoted of saying, "As far as remakes go, I wish these people would die in hell. I hope they're all in the same streetcar and it blows up." And then, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he and did then, have an um, opinion. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and they asked him about uh, Herzog, and he said that uh, I've never seen a film by him, and he had no idea who he was. Uh, yeah, but then um, when asked comment, uh, Herzog then said, "I'd like to meet the man. I have a feeling that if we met and talked over a <laughs> bottle of whiskey." Uh, I think it would straighten everything out. Oh, yeah. He wants to make amends, huh? Yeah. I wonder if it's about the money. Look, man, just I'll give you some <laughs> of the money. Just say you like it. <laughs> <laughs> this might be yeah. This might be the only film like this that Werner Herzog has directed. It just yeah. seems like a, a standout, unique kind of flavor looking at his filmography. I could be wrong. Unfortunately, it it does look like this movie was actually a pretty big failure in the box office because uh-huh. uh, the budget was two hundred or was twenty five million, and it only made back um, ten point six million. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. Well, can't can't win them all, I guess. So, needless to say, I don't think we'll be getting a third bad lieutenant movie. <laughs> I, who would play the role today, you know? I just uh, Yeah, they call it a black comedy. And I mean, it does have its comedic moments, but like you know, it deals with some scary stuff. A whole family yeah. is murdered at the beginning, and you see their lifeless bodies. And then it kind of gets out there a little bit when, um, well, like you said, with the iguanas. And isn't there's like a sing songy part too? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, it's a trip. Bad lieutenant, port of call, New Orleans. I definitely think it's. Uh you know, it it's worth a watch if you're a Cage fan. Right. I know we haven't really gotten to the uh, the aughts yet in his filmography, but you mm-hmm. know, and and it was nice uh, getting to watch this with with the whole Cage crew. Yeah, that's right. So I recently took a trip back home to Ohio, and it was super nice. I invited a bunch of my friends to come hang out with me at uh, my family's farmhouse. And we actually had everyone who had ever appeared in Late Night Cage Fight was there. And we watched this together among um, a couple other uh, interesting selections. Uh, Non-Nick Cage. But this was the one Nick Cage. You know, the funny thing is, so Cage Fighter Matt was there. I had not seen him in years, so it was a real treat to talk with him. And he watched this with us, and then, like, everybody went to bed, and he watched... He watched another Nicolas Cage movie by himself. Hmm. Did you know that? It, Which one? It was the, I believe, it was the Taken um, ripoff, Stolen. 
<laughs> that one I have not seen. That one, I kind of wish we would have watched that one, honestly. But uh, Yeah. Bad Lieutenant, you know, at least we got through it. And I really wanted you to see it as a New Orleans fan to kind of yeah. get your take on it. And uh, hopefully not have to watch this one again for a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we have quite a few going back to chronological order what um that we'd watch before this mm-hmm. yeah it's certainly not one of his worst films but i'd say it's kind of mid-grade personally yeah. and i think you know this was kind of the era where he was starting to lose a bit of his popularity overall okay i mean the the film he did after this was actually Astro Boy. Oh, I like that one. Right before this, he was also in G Force. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> G- wow, sandwiched in between G Force and Astro Boy, <laughs> dude, on the tail of Knowing and Bangkok Dangerous. And those are both, like, epically bad movies that we have to watch. In fact, I would say from that era, next, Bangkok Dangerous, probably, definitely knowing. Those three are like the trifecta of the what the fuck is Nick Cage doing now movies of that time. So have you seen any, have you seen those three? Next, Bangkok Dangerous or Knowing? I have not, no. Dude, okay. Late Night Cage Fight fans, we've, we figured it out. That's what's next. I will say that the next one chronologically that we had to do uh-huh. was Snake Eyes, oh, which yeah. I have seen some of. Okay. And I recall that was actually a movie growing up that my dad really enjoyed. Really? So I have caught quite a few... Okay. You know. Well, maybe maybe that. we do then just kind of keep course. If you want, we could do Snake Eyes versus Eight Millimeter. That seems yeah. like a natural, a natural cage fight to have. Definitely. Yeah. I just can't. Then we would have bringing out the dead, gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, that that's actually a, a really fun one. The Family Man, and then that's a Christmas that's a Carol. <laughs> Christmas Carol <laughs> and be, uh, Captain could be the the Christmas cage fight matchup. Yeah, I mean, this, now going back that far, this is a really good era of the cage verse, yeah. definitely. So we, I think we shouldn't skip these. You're right. Yeah. So why don't we plan on next? We will do a discussion of Snake Eyes versus Eight Millimeter, and then if there's something relevant to Halloween, we could plan for a like you said a ghost rider halloween release if you want yeah um and then we should also plan for i think we should do a christmas carol well that should be for christmas yeah but i was thinking christmas carol with astro boy because they're both kids movies but then again you have g-force in there as well so maybe we should do g-force astro boy christmas carol christmas special yeah so, yeah. There's also The Ant Bully. That's right, which I have on DVD. My grandmother was like, oh, you like Nicolas Cage? Here, I got you this. And, and I was like, <laughs> you are the best. You really are. Because I was going to have to spend... 
probably three or four dollars on a rental. <laughs> and I refuse to give Jeff Bezos three dollars. Yeah. But you know, Steve had this idea for Kitty Cage. We were going to do kind of a you know like with the um, cage less. It was supposed to be a not a more, not more a of show, a, but yeah, more more of a uh, animated film focus. Well, right, right. Yeah. But we would include our kids so they could give reviews on, on how they felt about the kids' movies, which would be kind of cute. <laughs> um, we could, yeah. ask, we, we could a, really we, ask them the tough questions. Let us know if, uh, if, you, if you would like us to bring Kitty Cage to life. Yes. Please, send us a line. But uh, finishing out Bad Lieutenant, I really don't have a lot to say about this one. Yeah, honestly, like... You know, I, I thought it was pretty solid. There there were quite a few uh, good scenes. Uh, Cage Fighter Reese, what is your favorite cage out from from this? My my favorite cage out will always be in the old lady's apartment or whatever when he removes the oxygen and you're just it's just like holy shit he's really going to this level. And I just love his tone when he's talking to them. You know, it's like borderline sarcastic. It's just, it's just a genius scene. And the lady that yeah. is watching, the, is taking care of her, is just in such utter disbelief. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah. What about you? I think I think I'm I'm probably with you either that or just the scene where you know he uh, forces himself on that couple just because yeah. that was so bizarre, so uncomfortable. Yeah, and then he um, does he shoot the gun or does he just point the gun at the guy? I think he just sh- I think he just shoots it in the in the air, or right? Something. Which is just so ridiculous. Like, that. wouldn't yeah. that bring attention to you right there? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, he's on cocaine, so I'm sure he's not. <laughs> but now, but was she a prostitute that that guy had paid for, or were they actually dating? Yeah, I think okay. I think that was that was it. Yeah. And he he asked them if they have you know drugs, right? Because he wants drugs. Because he wants them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, New Orleans must be a wild place. It is a trip, but honestly, it's... I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff to do Mm. there. Oh, yeah. And I will find a way to find... Or to see Nicolas Cage's tomb the next time I go. Because both times, Mm. I did not get a chance to go. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, we need a reporter. Yeah, actually, there. the 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 most recent time we went was, I think it was last year December, mm-hmm. and the I guess uh, the company that does the tours it was under a new owner, uh-huh. and they canceled our tour ticket actually because oh, man. I guess of because of COVID. Okay. Yeah, it was. I was not happy. I can imagine. Because I, I made sure to plan time for that. 
did you did you like punch a random old lady or something to to let your rage out yeah we immediately just went into the the closest nursing home and just (laughs) wham yeah i mean maybe that's how you got to work it you have to prove that you're worthy of seeing that tomb only the most powerful cage fighters can right right can see the tomb you need to at least have up to a level five on the voodoo skill tree to damn uh, Damn. be able to get in speaking of tomb you know we have a tomb of nick cage they were our uh, cage lords yeah yeah that was awesome who are from new orleans i know you know when uh when i was down there they actually were putting on uh a krampus parade oh yeah and i i didn't i unfortunately didn't get a chance to go but it sounded pretty cool that's cool well if definitely check out new orleans if you if you you plan ever get a chance yeah if you plan another trip let me know because i might be able to swim um and, yeah, and I, I, I would we, love to have a cagecation. Be... I'd love to have a cagecation in New Orleans and or Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I did actually. Did I ever talk about when we went to Vegas? You did. Yeah. You had an awesome yeah, that, time. That was cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, uh, you know, didn't didn't have as much fun as uh, Nicolas Cage did. No. In leaving Las Vegas. But, <laughs> you know. If if you're ever in Vegas, actually, and you are not into gambling, mm-hmm. highly recommend checking a place uh, called Area 15 out. Um, yeah. It is by this art collective called Meow Wolf. Okay. And there's this uh, art installation that they have there called Omega Mart. One of the coolest things I've ever gone to. Yeah. It's it's essentially this like bizarro grocery store uh-huh. and all of the um you can actually buy like some of the stuff there but a lot of it is just like kind of like weird uh like just weird products that are kind of like novelty like they have like like hammer soda and uh okay. like carrots that have like faces and like tattooed uh oh, turkey that sounds like my kind of and, place. You feel like you're in a movie or, or something or a dream. Yeah. And like all the employees just act like super weird when you go there and you open up the freezer section and it opens up this like whole like big back area uh-huh. where it's like this big like neon cavern and then you go to like a factory floor and you go to these offices and there's like in computer terminals of of like uh people that worked at the company that own that own the store and like it kind of like tells this uh-huh. meta story of this bizarro company that's so cool and it, it's it's really awesome uh actually if you're familiar with um film theory uh uh-huh. they did an episode i believe on uh omega mark oh, okay it's a uh, yeah, super cool. Wow. Definitely uh, one of the highlights yeah. of my Vegas trip, And, I mean, there's sure. got to be other places like that in Vegas, too. You know what yeah. I mean? That you can stumble upon. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's 
there's a ton of really cool things to do there for people that don't gamble. I mean, you can... I, one thing that I wanted to check out, but I didn't get a chance to, but they mm-hmm. have a Coca-Cola shop there and you can actually get a flight of coca-cola from different countries okay so they'll they'll have like like weird flavors that you can only get in like oh wow you know just random ass countries that's so cool and uh, the taste varies yeah yeah i'd heard that before yeah wow let's go to vegas let's do it i'm just kind of scared like if we actually took the whole late night cage fight crew, the legacy members. I think it would be, uh, it would be a disaster. Um, <laughs> we have to, we have to strategize. Yeah, yeah. But it would be fun. Yeah. Well, the theme, the theme of Bad Lieutenant. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say it's iguanas. It's the iguanas. Yep. Never trust lizards. Never. Lizards are. Not real. They're not real. Birds are not real. What else? Dinosaurs were never real. People are just putting bones together in any way that they can and making up fantasy creatures. Yeah, to test our our faith. Yes. In Cage. Yeah. I I hate that. I mean, it's plain as day. We have like over 95 films now that are all testament to the, the greatness of Nicolas Cage and yet people still want to question um, how the universe was created how the cage verse was created it's very frustrating but that's why we do this so so cage is lord yeah and cage also spent several million dollars uh, on a dinosaur skeleton uh-huh coincidence <laughs> you tell me <laughs> Uh, well, this has been a short episode, but that's kind of what I wanted to do was just kind of uh, lightly jump back in to the podcasting of the Nicholas Cageless. I appreciate your time, Sean. I hope you out there enjoyed this little crash course on Bad Lieutenant. You should definitely uh, check it out if you haven't. It's an interesting one. Any final thoughts, Sean? Definitely, uh, definitely check this one out. It's a... Uh you know, I wouldn't say it's one of his best, but it's it's the the kind of character that I think Cage plays very well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, very. Sure. Uh, if you're a fan of bombastic Cage, then you know this has some good good nuggets in there for you. Very well put. If you're also a drug fan, it's probably interesting <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, keep listening. Keep following, liking, subscribing, Late Night Cage Fight. We will have some more content for you coming soon, and we're excited about that. Thank you again, and Cage out. Nice.